Yay, hi everybody. How about that? My name is Troy Heller, Pastor Family Ministries. Uh, and uh, you guys, I'm so thankful that you're here today. I, I don't know if everybody can sense this or feel this, but, but I feel it uh, when, I'm in this, when I'm in this place, in this room. Uh, hopefully those of you uh, joining us online, online feel it as well. Like There's such connection and warmth. And, and I just, just get a sense of people that want to move closer to Jesus and, uh, and just want to think the best, best in one another. And, and I'm just so thankful. Like, as I, you guys don't get to do this. I'm the only one that gets to stand up here and look out at faces. Uh, that's the part I'm talking about. I know a lot of you guys would like to be standing here right now uh, speaking. But I really do. I, I love the opportunity to be able to look at faces and see friends and see people that want to move closer to Jesus and to know him more and more. And so that's really exciting for me. Um, hey, a uh, quick update before I get started. As many of you guys know, we are going through a pastor search uh, part. And one of the things that I was thinking about is like, hey, maybe it's confusing when we say we're going through a pastor search when really we're in the pra- pastor search preparation uh, part still. Because often people are like, well, why haven't you found anybody yet? Because... Uh, uh, but really, we are, we've, just, we've just put together our church document that tells us a little bit about, uh, that tells people, describes New Cove as best as it can. And, uh, and so that's part of what's going on uh, right now. Um, so, and then the hope is, is that we then get to start to, to cast uh, a net or a picture of who New Cove is and, uh, and get to start uh, maybe seeing some candidates here in the next few months. So, in my best understanding, like the earliest that that might happen would maybe be like in, in the fall is when you might expect to, to be able to see someone uh, up here. But until then, huh? It's just me up here making it awkward. So how about that? Hey, uh, as best I can tell and figure out where you fit uh, in this as well. But as best as I can tell, when we think about or when we approach forgiveness, I feel like there's three responses. There's three typical ways. One is no way, never, not forgiving, not going to happen, won't happen. Okay? Another might be it's done. I forgave you. It's over. It's behind you, behind us. Nothing. It's just easy like that. I forgive you. Boom. Another might be I really want to. I really want to forgive, but I just can't. These things that just keep they keep coming back, and I just can't quite forgive. So of those three, I want you to think individually, like, where would you put yourself? And, uh, and if you're a done person, I'd just like to offend you for a moment, if that's cool. <laughs> um, so you guys, in this, in this time that I've been at New Cove, I've, I just, I so counted an honor to be able to come alongside of people that have gone through some very hard and unthinkable things. Uh, Think about that. When people go through really hard things and being able to sit and chat with them and hopefully offer some comfort that maybe Jesus would have for them, I count that as such an honor. And it can be so hard to to find forgiveness in those situations. And I've, like personally, I've had had situations too where I've, I've struggled with forgiveness I've struggled with, with situations in my past where it's been hard for me to, uh, to forgive. And honestly, the things that I've experienced, they pale in comparison to the things that I've heard from people uh, 
that I know and that I care about. Unfortunately, though, minimizing hurt doesn't do a lot to help. It doesn't make forgiveness any easier. So I found myself, as I told you, I found myself in the, in the, the option three, if you will. Like I understood what forgiveness might look like, and, and it made sense to me in my head, uh, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't uh, leave it. So I had a friend that, that helped me to, to think through the idea of, well, Troy, maybe if you just, if you let, if you decide, make the decision to forgive, uh, go through this process, and then your feelings will follow. And so here I was as a sophomore in college, sitting alone in my room in a rented house on Vine Street. It was beautiful. Uh, and I went through every verse that I could find about forgiveness, and I read them all. And it was as if I had my own little ceremony where I was like, I'm reading this about forgiveness, and now I'm going to just forgive, and it's going to just be done. And so I read verses like, like these that we'll put up here on the screen. It says, for if you, for, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That was from Matthew 6. Uh, Matthew 18 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Other translations will say seven times 70 times. And uh, Mark 11 says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. So your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Luke 6. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. It's kind of a theme developing here, right? Another, Ephesians 4. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, just as in Christ God forgave you. These are a few verses that I read, just a few of them. And you guys, I believed them. I absolutely believed these verses. But there was something about it that I made that decision that day and I said, I'm forgiving. It's done. I'm dropping all of this. And and I got to speak about forgiveness a little while ago. And you saw that, if you remember, I had caution tape up here and, and the connections that we have and how we just get ourselves all entangled And I decided that day, I was like, I'm dropping all this. It's done. And then, you know what happened? I interacted with uh, the people that I had forgiven. And then I found myself tangled up once again in the same feelings and the same thoughts and the same hurt. And I couldn't figure it out. But I've got some good news, you guys. Today, uh, this has been a long period of time. And that, uh, that wrestling with forgiveness, it's impacted a lot of my relationships over time. And the people that are close to me have had to just kind of deal with that. They've had to walk me through that and, and encourage me. Um, but there's hope. There's hope in being able to forgive. And today, like to be able to stand up here from a point of victory and to be able to say, like, this is uh, something that God has done. God's done a work in me. So, I'm no pro at forgiveness. 
And if you're ever around me, you'd recognize that. Um, But I do absolutely believe that what Jesus did on the cross offers you and I hope to one day live unentangled by our hopes, unentangled by our hurts uh, from the past. Uh, If you're someone that would answer that forgiveness is no way never, not going to happen, or if you're like me and you're like, hey, I want to forgive, I just can't, can't make this happen, I can't figure it out, then I want you to hang with us today. Because I'm hopeful that God might stir something inside of you that might help you to be able to become unentangled and release those things. If you're a done person, like it's over, I didn't, forgiveness, it already happened, then I'm going to trust that you're going to forgive me for taking up your time today. Huh? Okay, so first let's make sure that we have an understanding of what uh, forgiveness is. Uh, Here's a little quiz that we're going to put up here on the screen. And uh, you just take this personally. I won't grade it. Uh, It's just meant to help shape our ideas of of what forgiveness is and what it is not. So it's true and false. True or false. Sorry. Uh, Forgiving includes minimizing the offense and the pain caused. True or false. You don't have to answer out loud, but just think about it. Next one, you haven't really forgiven until you've forgotten the offense. Next one, a person should be forgiven. A person should not be forgiven until they ask for it. Thank you. Uh, and then the last one, forgiveness, does, forgiveness includes restoring trust and reuniting a relationship. Okay, so understanding forgiveness and what it is, uh, is the first step in being able to live it out. Uh, These points from the quiz can definitely help us understand what forgiveness is and what it is not. And we're going to come back to this and we'll we'll hit some of this uh, as we go through. Uh, as we as we go through this message, one of the things that that I thought I think is interesting, we've been doing a series on the seven last words of Jesus. Which, if you're like me, maybe you found yourself like uh, that's more than seven words, huh? Uh, but what we're talking about are the last seven phrases of Jesus, and I think it's really interesting that in one of Jesus's final statements, he's he mentions forgiveness. Jesus on the cross in the midst of excruciating pain, being wrongfully mocked and tortured, he said in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Now we know that Jesus isn't talking about, they don't, they don't have any idea what they're doing, because we know that crucifixion in itself was an art. Like they knew what they were doing. But they didn't know. They had no idea what they were doing. One thing that I read wondered if Jesus was able to say in that moment on the cross to be able to say, Father, forgive them, because he had already faced the hurt. He had already said the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Forgiveness doesn't mean that you minimize the offense or the pain that it caused. So if you have an answer false on that question, you know what? You were right. It's not minimizing the offense. He fully acknowledged the, the pain that it, that it caused. Uh, Jesus, though, was able to, to look past it or to look beyond it. 
as I as I've uh, as I learned through my process, the process that I was telling you about initially, when I had my own little personal ceremony, we can't will our way into forgiveness. Here's a quote that I came across that really, you guys, it, it really hit home for me. And honestly, as I'm standing here, I'm, I'm really hoping that a lot of people aren't connecting with what I'm talking about and the things that I'm going to share. Because that means that you're probably free from a lot of these things. Um, but here's a quote. It is natural to be angry when we've been hurt. But when we hang on to anger, nursing it along letting it become so familiar and necessary to our sense of self that we can't let go, then some corner of our, hurt, our hearts gets not only hard and embittered, but also becomes our identity. Let me hit on just a couple of those parts again. When we hang on to anger, when we nurse it along, When we let it become so familiar, you know that feeling? That it becomes a sense of who we are. And our hearts get hard and embittered, and it becomes a part of who we are and who we would say that we are. Man, I'm guilty of that, you guys. Uh, If... This next quote is also helpful. If we want to forgive, we must first face all the damage that has been done. It's no good to minimize and brush off the pain. If we want to forgive, we must feel and bear the anger, grief, and vulnerability that arise when we've been hurt. So, Jesus showed us how to forgive in the midst of the hardest of circumstances. Jesus was wrongfully tortured because of something that someone else did. Something that you and I did. Where were Jesus' eyes at this point? If he was, can you imagine if Jesus' eyes were just on the act at hand, just on what was going on right now and what people were doing to him? Can you imagine what he would do to those people? But Jesus saw beyond uh, this situation. His eyes were were set beyond the situation. They were set on heaven. Maybe that's why what Paul says in Colossians 3, 1 through 3, he says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. Let's not miss this. The source of our forgiveness has to come from receiving forgiveness from God through Jesus. We don't deserve to be made right with God. What happened to Jesus was unjust. But it brought us justification. It made us right with God. So you and I can move forward in understanding forgiveness. Or for you, for you and I to be able to move forward in understanding forgiveness... We must experience Jesus' forgiveness personally. At that point, if we recognize what we've been forgiven, then it makes it so much easier to be able to to forgive others. Uh, When we stand near the cross, discovering how much we're loved, we receive not only the forgiveness we need, 
we receive the power and courage to forgive others, it is when we realize that we're both sinful and forgiven that the power arises for us to be able to forgive others. So how do you experience this forgiveness? How do you experience a relationship with Jesus? And by the way, I'm not saying that, that people who aren't followers of Jesus can't forgive because I've seen it. I've seen people do that, and I'm amazed by it. But for us to be able to have a relationship with God, in Romans 10, 9, and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. To be able to have a right a relationship with Jesus, as Jesus who was on the cross who said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing because he was looking beyond his situation recognizing that he was making a way for you and I to be able to have a relationship with God, to restore the relationship uh, that was intended. So experiencing forgiveness from Jesus opens our hearts to experiencing his power in our life. As Jesus wants to help us carry our burdens. He says, cast all your worries upon me. For I care from you. For I care for you. His yoke is easy. These are words that maybe you remember. Maybe you've written these down somewhere. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He wants us to experience life to the full. He wants us to have a life that's free. And because of that, we can rely on his power to help us to forgive. We don't always have to do it ourselves. We can give it to Jesus. Sometimes we have to forgive the same person for the same thing over and over and over again. And I wonder if that's what Peter meant or what Jesus meant when he told Peter, hey, uh, not seven times, but 70 times seven times for you to be able to finally cast that off and become unentangled. The same person for the same things over and over again. Do you think you've forgiven that person? But then the hurt creeps back in. And you find yourself having to forgive them again and putting back, putting, then putting it back into God's hands. So back to the quiz. If you answered false to you haven't really forgiven until you've forgotten the offense, you were correct. Anybody two for two out there? Yeah, how about that? I love scorekeepers. You guys are good at forgiveness. Oh, anyhow, okay, okay, so forgiveness doesn't mean that we forget what happened, it means that you choose to release the resentment or the anger that you feel toward that person, and sometimes we have to choose to do that over and over again. Uh, Jesus was able to say on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing, because he had his eyes fixed on heaven, he had his eyes fixed on the Father, it was fixed beyond uh, his situation, I can tell you guys, there's a battle over this. The ruler of this world, he wants to do all that he can to harden and to callous our hearts toward one another. It's a great way for Satan to be able to take the power from our marriages, from our friendships, from our relationships, from how we feel about our siblings, our children. Satan wants to use anything that he can to sidetrack relationships, including the relationship between you and Jesus. 
So at the beginning of this message, I said that I kept entangling or I kept tangling myself back up into the hurt and the bitterness that I had towards those that I was trying to forgive. And that's exactly what Satan wanted for years. Rather than being free, I found myself just tangled up and kind of a bit of a mess. Satan wants to immobilize us. We're not as powerful when we're wrapped up in bitterness and unforgiveness, and we're certainly not free. In fact, I know in a room this size, uh, there are people sitting here, and, and probably because I hear the stories about like how we all tend to argue on our way to church, uh, things like that. Not my family, but probably maybe other families. I don't know. Uh, well, that's because we all come in separate cars because we get here at different times. So, <laughs> so we're doing really well. Uh, this is, there's hardness and there's callous even sitting in here today. And you guys, that's what Satan wants. Satan wants you to, to feel that. And he wants you to feel that. Remember that nursing, the, the anger, the bitterness, and then it just kind of becomes a part of who you are and then who you are. Man, I might be sharing too much about myself right now because I can really relate to this, but who you are becomes like, oh, I'm angry at that person or oh I don't the words that I have to describe it to right that's part of it as I should learn to describe <laughs> I know that Satan's doing that uh, to us even in this room and so my hope and my prayer is that you would be able to see that and recognize that acknowledge it and then start on a pathway toward being able to restore those relationships. Uh, Back to the quiz we took. Uh, I think sometimes we look, uh, we don't want to forgive others because we don't actually understand what forgiveness is. So our quiz pointed out what forgiveness is not. Uh, Hopefully you answered false to all of those questions. Even uh, a person should not be forgiven until they ask for it. Uh, There's going to be people in your life that that hurt you or do things that require forgiveness that they're just oblivious to. Uh, Or there's people that just won't own up to it. And we know that when we hold on to those things, it's us that remains tangled. And so forgiveness has to be able to be what sets us free. Uh, There are people that are just glad that they hurt you. Whatever the case, forgiveness is often more for our own benefit than it is for the other person or the person that offended us. Uh, The last statement was, forgiveness includes restoring trust and reuniting a relationship. Man, isn't that great if that can be the case? But it's false. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes there's clear boundaries. We come out of situations and we know that we have to set some clear boundaries so so that we can move forward in forgiveness. So those of you guys that are like, oh, great, this is a great fog, Troy. Thanks for talking about forgiveness and telling me that uh, forgiveness would be good and that the power of that comes from Jesus and that if I have a relationship with Christ, then I can recognize that I've been forgiven and then that at least gives me some hope to forgive others. But how do I do this? You guys ready? Do you have a, do you have a writing utensil? Because I've got a simple step-by-step process <laughs> that clearly worked for me. Uh, Okay, so how do you forgive? Write this down. Acknowledge the hurt and the pain. We said that. Recognize that you have been forgiven. Forgive. 
face and encounter the hurt again. Forgive. Give it time. Acknowledge your pain. Forgive again. Am I going too fast? Give it back to God enough times and let him take it. And then praise him because one day you're going to look up and you're going to go, God, you took that. Wow. Continual forgiveness. Sometimes it has to be continual. Because we've been forgiven, we're able to forgive. In the same way, you may have to remind yourself that you've been forgiven by God. So this, this rolls me into two next steps that we have. The first one is a reading plan. And it's on the, the Bible reading app, the YouVersion app. If you guys have YouVersion, you can open that up. You can click on the little uh, bars or sandwich icon and, uh, and then click on events. And you can see all these notes there, lots of great notes. Uh, but at the bottom are the Bible reading plans. And one of the things that uh, my daughter actually pointed this out to me that she was reminded of on a retreat this last weekend is there's power in all of us reading the same things and working toward the same things. And these are two Bible reading plans about forgiveness. One is, uh, one is meant more intentionally for kids and one is for adults. If you have kids and they're interested in doing it, do the kids one and do it together. But man, think if all of us were reading things about forgiveness and a journey of forgiveness, wow, we could like have good relationships and stuff. Okay, second step. This is the greatest news, you guys. Jesus' forgiveness is not like ours. He says we are forgiven, and he means our sins are as far from us as the east is from the west. There's no struggle or tension involved in the forgiveness that you and I have in Jesus. It is done. Today we're going to celebrate that forgiveness as we seek to be people humbled by Jesus' example and moving toward his example of freedom from resentment and bitterness. So today, our second step is going to be that we're going to take communion. And while the worship band uh, plays, we're going to distribute the elements. And then I'm going to come back up here. And what we're celebrating when we do communion, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So today, that might mean we're remembering that Christ has forgiven us once and for all. And we're asking him for power that we could recognize the forgiveness that we've experienced And that Jesus then would help us to be able to release the anger, the bitterness, the frustration maybe that we have in relationships in our own life. So uh, let's have the band play and we're going to pass the elements. Just hold on to them and I'll be right back.